Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, um, October 25th, 2021. What's going on? How are you? How's life in your world? How is it going with you? It's going to be fucking raining like a motherfucker out here in Los Angeles all day long. It never, it never rains in California during this time of year, but there's plastic bottles in the ocean. Yeah, we're having weird weather. Weird weather. I was at the gym the other day. Beefcake, beefcake. <clears throat> and, um, you know, I, they got the weather on, right? They usually have the news on. Not saying that weather isn't news. Okay, I'm not trying to make it seem like people are more important than Mother Nature. Isn't that typical? What, is it because Mother Nature is a woman? Um, this fucking weatherman is basically describing the end of the world. Big smile on his face. He's like, well, with climate change, we're going to have what's known now as uh, whiplash weather. The droughts are going to be more severe, the... The rainstorms are going to be more punishing. And the lady's just like, okay, all right, great. You know, the fucking lady at the desk. Like, everything was fucking cool. And at no point does he's like, hey, you know, maybe you don't need fucking 50 flat screens in your house. You know, maybe you should stop postmating shit. And, you know, so you can get your fucking burger and it comes in a plastic container and then you throw it out. And you just had a fucking burger and then the plastic container is going to be in the ocean for fucking 800,000 years. Nope. Can't do that. We don't want to upset our listeners. So, I don't know. There's a few things. I heard there's like some fucking grocery place out here that will bring your, your, you your food and everything, and it's all in like, I don't know, glass containers, and then you return it like the old, old school days. Um, I want to say most of those companies that are doing that are younger people. Thank God. You know, because they know that they're going to have to try to fucking live a full life here. And, um, you know, older people don't give a fuck. I've been using plastic my whole life. Why does he have to be Southern Bill? All right. Dude, I've been using fucking plastic my whole life. Listen how fucking raspy my goddamn voice is. Smoked a cigar last night and... um, I feel right back to being run down this fucking cold I can't shake because my kids keep giving it to each other. And you know what I realized? I'm gonna, After this fucking podcast, I'm grabbing all my cigars, sticking them in a bag, and I'm throwing them in the fucking trash. I'm done with them. Bill, say it ain't so. It is so. I'm done with them. I'm not having them around my fucking house, you know, like I'm fucking W.C. Fields or some shit, right? From here on out, if I want a fucking cigar, I have to go out and go get one. Go down to a goddamn cigar bar. But I am not having these fucking things laying around like Cheez-Its, you know? Or Oreo cookies or some shit that I'm just going to fucking devour. Um, I mean, I've gone like nine days. This is the weirdest cold ever. Nine fucking days. And one, I only had, I had a nub. I just had a little nub. Not hurting anybody. Fucking cigar the size of your thumb. Then I was wired. I couldn't fucking go to sleep. Fucking playing some stupid game on my phone till like 2.30 in the morning. And this whole day, I'm not going to be worth a shit. I mean, listen to this podcast. It's fucking terrible. No. Um, no, I'm done. 
I'm done with these fucking things in my house. That's it. I have to do it now when I'm fucking done as opposed to, oh, look at them. They're so beautiful. Now, I know somebody's going like, why, 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 why are you going to throw them out, Bill? Why don't you give them to one of your friends? You know why? Because there's a million fucking cigars. That's why. All right? There's a million fucking cigars. You know? And why would I give them to somebody else so they can fucking go through what the hell I'm going through? Yeah, I'm all in your goddamn house and shit. Um, anyway, um, let's talk NFL football. Bum, 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 bum. Boo, do, 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 Fucking Jets, man. Jesus Christ. They got the living shit kicked out of them by the New England Patriots. Winning 54 to 13. Somebody explain to me when the Jets are ever not going to be the Jets. Those poor goddamn fans. I mean, I don't even know. I, they're thinking, okay, Tom Brady's gone. We got a shot here. Mac Jones, he's, he's a rookie. We can, we can fucking, you know, we can make this guy nervous. Right? Passing. Let's see. We got the Let's see, what, let's see what Mac Jones did yesterday. I'll be honest with you. I saw about two seconds of this game. 307 yards. 24 for 36. 370 yards. Two touchdowns. They even put the backup in in the end, I think. Went three for four for 79 yards. He almost got to triple digits. Spread the ball around nice. Not one 100-yard receiver. Look at that. He's fucking spreading it all over the goddamn field. Tremendous. Um, how about Jawad Bentley? <clears throat> that guy's looking like a fucking all-pro. I don't know how the hell somebody let him go. I think we picked him up as a free agent. Guy's all over the goddamn field every time I've been watching. Bill, why didn't you watch yesterday? Because I have to do a whole rewrite of a script by Thursday. 120 pages. You got to get it down to about 90. Still have the story make sense. So I've been fucking busting my ass on that, which is literally what I'll be doing um, after uh, after the podcast today. Is just go right into that shit. But then it'll be done on Thursday. You know, the clouds part a little bit. You know, I did last night because of this fucking rain, right? So as they say, it never rains in California. Well... What happens is when it does rain, because the soil is so dry, that's why we get like these mudslides and shit. And, um, you know, they, they fucking block up your drain pipes and all that shit. So yesterday, as the sun was going down, I heard about this fucking epic storm that's supposed to be coming. I was like, oh, fuck. So I was up there cleaning out the gutters. Um, Digging up all like t- trying to figure out each each yeah I swear to God each little drain thing had a different cap and I had to figure out how to get the thing off, you know only broke one of them. <laughs> so it's cleaning the things out right. I got two screwdrivers, a couple of spoons, and a big fucking ladle looking thing from the kitchen, hoping my wife doesn't come out like you're using the stuff we eat with. Uh yeah sorry. <clears throat> Sorry, I don't have the fucking equipment I need. You know, I had to go. I had to go with one of these plastic, one of those, those spoons that got the holes in them. I went with the plastic one. It didn't fit down any of the drains, so that was all right. 
But uh, I got to tell you something. Just living out here, the reptilian fucking uh, presence, it's pretty scary to stick your hand down one of those things. And I'm just thinking, no spiders, no spiders, no spiders. And I pull it out. I see this spider go running by. You know, those little bastards too, man. They'll give you a fucking welt. They'll climb right up on you while you're sleeping. The next day, you don't know what you got. You go, why, why, is, uh, why does it look like somebody put a fucking cigar out on my arm? It's a spider crawling up on you. So it's kind of unsettling. I'm not going to lie to you. Like I was doing it at night, you know, and I could barely see because I'm an idiot. Do it yourself, dad. So I hope I did it enough. I mean, the drain out in the front of our house literally had like little fucking flowers starting to come out of it. And I was just like, why do I always wait until the storm to look at these fucking things? So we'll see what happens. I'm already picturing my wife later on today. Bill, Bill, the water's coming up. Oh, yeah? You can't push a broom? You can't make it go down the driveway? Um, <clears throat> it's one of those damsel in distress moments when the water's coming up. Yeah, so last night... I'm sitting out on my porch and I have just a little tiny, the tiniest little fucking cigar, the size of my intellect, right? And I'm just sitting out there. And I noticed when I went by my, um, my trash barrel that there was um, these weird paw prints, you know, on the, um, you know, near, near like the trash barrel. And I'm sitting there going, those don't look like, like cat paw prints. What are those things? Like, I think that's a fucking raccoon, you know? And I'm thinking, like, those things come down. I got to get Simply Safe because I want to I I do a reality show of the varmints that come down near my trash can. We got opossums. Oh, oh, Jesus. We got possums. We got uh, raccoons. I got coyotes. That's a canine. It's not a varmint. Um. And then, you know, there's a couple of mountain lions out here, one or two in Los Angeles. And you're thinking like, all right, well, I'm not up in the hills. I'm not going to see these fucking thing. But then like I saw this YouTube video of somebody like the thing. Well, they were on the second floor and this thing was walking across from balcony to balcony, like right on the edge where you would look over like a friggin' house cat. So last night I'm sitting out there smoking my cigar like an idiot, like an idiot, stampy, you idiot. Um, and all of a sudden I see the shadow of the biggest fucking cat I've ever seen in my life. And I go, oh my God, that's it. It's the fucking mountain lion. And then I look down and it's some fucking house cat that just walked in front of this light and it threw a big shadow on the wall. That's <laughs> fucking... Every time I go out to my garage at night, I think about that mountain lion every fucking time. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, so I'm sitting there and I'm like, all right, it's just a house cat. It's just a house cat, cat right? And I'm sitting there smoking my cigar and Le Nia was out there, right? And um, we were just fucking talking, right? Checking in with each other. Because that's like something that can happen, you know. I notice once you get married and you have like two kids, like if you don't check in with each other after 10 days, it's you're going to become like strangers. It gets fucking, it can get scary really quickly. Like I really see how people 
um, how it all falls apart. It's so fucking, it ha- can happen so fast. And then I got that thing, like, if I'm not connecting with somebody, I just go, I, you know, remember Revis Island, speaking of the Jets? I go to Billy Island, right? Byland, Bill Byland. I just go out on my little fucking thing, my little loner. I'm out here by myself. Nobody can hurt me. All the fucking shit I did before I became a comedian. I go right out into that fucking thing. And uh, I just become like a, like a self-sustained unit. And then I start passing my wife in the halls like I'm like at fucking Ikea or something. Um, so we're like, what are we doing? What are we we got we to gotta have fucking lunch every week. That's what we got to do, reconnect. You know, we got to get it going. So um, we ended up hanging out, laughing, having a great time. And I was like, oh, it's good. We're connecting again. I fucking love her. This is awesome. And then all of a sudden, we just hear this thing growling. Like a little fucking roar. Not a big one, but enough to make the fucking, if you had hair on your head, which I don't, stand up. Make the stubble. Stand up, right? Next time, I'm gonna, I wish I recorded that fucking growl. Next time I shaved my head, I would play it. <laughs> I'd get the closest shave ever. And uh, I think it was a fucking raccoon. And I wasn't sure if it was upset that we were out there because it was fucking with its ability to come down check out, you know, if we threw out anything yummy in the trash or if it was, you know, dealing with its territory. It saw something else. I have no idea what it was. You know, I don't think possums make that. I mean, let me me fucking look this shit up. I got to find out what that was. Fucking uh, Billy Raccoon Hunter here. Raccoon growl. Jesus Christ, I can't even spell growl. G-R-O-W-L. Raccoon growl. Stabs and growls. Rack tutorial. What? Oh, Jesus Christ, I didn't even spell raccoon. The fuck? You know, you got when you put your fingers on the keyboard, you got to make sure it's the right sound. All right, let's, let's, listen, let's listen to this shit here. All right. That's what the fuck it was. Yeah, that's what it was. I'm just sitting there smoking a cigar, talking to my wife, and all of a sudden we hear this. That's it. You got a a little fucking growl, you know, which I know probably doesn't sound like much to you as you're sitting there, you know, with your suit on and no pants waiting to start your fucking... Zoom meeting or whatever the hell you're doing. Yeah, that's what I heard in the trees, you know. And uh, my wife was like, all right, I'm going inside. <laughs> it was a Def Jam bit. The black person was like, hey, I'm getting the fuck out of here. And I was the white guy going, ah, it's up in the trees. It'll be fine. <clears throat> hey, Nia, give me a piece of bread. I want to try and feed it. And I'm not that dumb. I really don't. I don't. Uh, old Freckles does not fuck with nature. Okay, it's not something that I'm into, all right? Um, I know all of these goddamn things, squirrels or anything, man. If they jumped on me, the damage that they could do, how quick they are, okay? How quick those fucking things are. The amount of my ear that could be gone by the time I even, my brain was like, bring hand up to knock whatever that is off shoulder. Um, Yeah, I don't fuck with that stuff at all. So, um. 
Anywho, um, yeah, so this guy was just sitting there just describing, you know, I'm on at the gym, you know, because I'm fucking dropping two pounds a week. That's my deal until the end of the year. Then I'm going to be in shape. And I know I've been saying this for a year, but now I have the time to do it. So that's what's going to happen. It's not a question. I'm only trying to do two pounds a week. What I usually do is I try to do three pounds a week. And then what it ends up doing, it gets me dehydrated. I'm fucking doing all this fucking elliptical, you know, and I get burned out. And then I got to go on the road. I'm like, I've been good. Do they have a late night menu, right? Can I get the steak and cheese and the fucking banana split, please? <clears throat> I've been good. You know, and in one meal, I negate all the fucking cardio I did that week. And then I come home and I'm like, why are my button downs, you know, making me feel like I'm in a relationship I have to get out of? You know, like, you know, you're coming on too strong. This is suffocating. Okay. It's just, I'm not saying I don't like you, but it's kind of just stopping there. Oh God, where were those lines when I was in my twenties? You know what I mean? Where you could just fucking make it quick and easy. That's a great line. Listen, it's not that I don't like you. I like you. Okay. It's just not progressing past that. Well, what if I learned to juggle or, or what if I started like cooking? If I added some skills to my resume, ma'am, what if you went out and found the person that's going to love you for who you are? Bottom lip is quivering. You know, I'm sorry, it's not me. I wish it was, but it just isn't. And, you know, I want to find that and I want you to find that. Okay? So that's it. See, that's the hard, the last line's always hard. And I'm out, you know? You got to have that smooth, that smooth transition and you just don't. Dude, speaking of smooth fucking transitions wait i gotta finish this weather thing all right i gotta finish this fucking weather thing so um all i was thinking when i was watching that when i was watching that weather aside from the obvious what kind of world are my kids going to be having with whiplash weather and how much crazier is this going to get <clears throat> i was just thinking like you know, what is that going to do to aviation? You know, when this weather really starts getting fucking crazy, super fucking hot, super windy and all of that shit. You know, it gets too hot, you can't fly. The air molecules there, they're all fucking spread out, right? You can't get lift. And um, severe turbulence and all of that. Well, these are these planes designed to handle whiplash weather which is what they're going to call it and then everybody's going to say it enough times just like climate change and like you know they say it well you know with climate change it was literally something that fucking they were saying wasn't happening people were denying it and now these fucking cunts are just now saying it on the news like it's no fucking big deal like we don't all need to make a fucking hard left or right here before we hit the brick wall <clears throat> so anyway i'm sitting there thinking about this and it's just like this is really going to affect travel that is what I do for a living what will that mean to me and I was just like thank god I'm a frugal son of a bitch because 
I have my biggest tour of my career next year. And I told my wife, it's like, I'm buying one pair of pants and two shirts. Oh, Billy banking it. You know, whatever they let me fucking keep out here in California, you know? But, you know, I'm not moving to fucking Montana or Wyoming. I'm not doing that shit. I'm not going. They don't want me there. And I don't want to be there. I respect that, but they don't want me out there. You know what I mean? They don't need no East Coast guy coming out there with his entire racial family. I'm not doing that. I'm staying out here. Um, so I'm fucking just going to bank as much of that shit as I can bank. And... um yeah, that's it. That's fucking it. And uh, and as I said that, I got a friend of mine who builds cars, specifically trucks. And uh, I've been toying with this idea, you know, of getting myself a uh, an F two fifty high boy, you know, with a displaced transfer case, like one of the real ones. And he goes, well, you know, why don't you just make, let me build you one. I'm making these fucking brand new F100. Dude, you should have seen these fucking trucks. The suspension, it was called a coil over. It doesn't have leaf springs. It's just these giant springs like you'd have like a motorcycle or a dirt bike. He said it rides like a fucking Cadillac. And the whole thing looks like an old truck and then all of a sudden like brand new technology like you put it in reverse i I can't i don't want to give away all this guy's secrets it's fucking amazing and i was looking at these trucks and they're like i can't even tell you how much money these fucking things are and all i was thinking is i want one of those fuck whiplash weather fuck the fact that i already have a car and an old truck you know Fuck that my carbon footprint is the size of my head. That truck would make me so fucking happy. Would that truck fill the void? Would that truck be the one that finally makes me, I don't know, end the search, whatever the fuck I've been searching for? And we all know the answer. Yes. (laughs) in the moment yes without a fucking doubt oh my god i gotta tell you some of the fucking work that these guys that build cars the men and women out there that are building fucking cars right it's just it's fucking unbelievable every time you're just sitting there going like you know what i think i've seen Every fucking car that I like. I started following something last night where this guy just basically has, you know, what people would call pimp rides. But, you know, I, I grew up in like the suburbs. So it, what I, those pimp rides were company cars, you know, minus all the flair that the pimps would put on them. You know, before they realized, you know, that, you know, before gangsters realized that basically... If you drive something flashy, you attract the attention of the police. The next thing you know, they start bugging your phone. You go to jail for tax evasion. Um, you know, that was funny one time. I was doing stand-up, and I heard this really funny comedian. And she mentioned, uh, he or she, I can't even remember, was talking about Al Capone. 
And I was just thinking about how that guy, that guy's reputation is one of the great gangsters of all time. He's one of the most famous ones, but like, if you really read up on that guy, all the other mob guys were looking at the guy like, this guy's an idiot. You know, he's in the papers, he's courting the media, and he's walking around in a canary yellow suit. Like, this guy's days are numbered. He was sort of like the first, you know, Teflon Don. It's kind of funny when there's like a mafia guy that also wants to be on like the OC, right? <laughs> like, I really feel like mafia Dons were sort of the first like, you know, reality TV, you know, show stars where um, you can't say they were famous for being famous or whatever. They, you know, they were the ones... You know, if you look at reality TV, so much of it is just basically people fighting with each other. And if you look at the mob, like that's basically what they were doing. It was like the real housewives, you know, meets, uh, I don't know, the Saint, the Valentine's Day massacre or some shit. Um, yeah, and I just feel like it's, it's amazing that like that guy got all of like this credit and there was all of these other people that were around during that time, you know, a handful of them, I should say, that evidently kept their profile so low, people never even knew what they were doing. I mean, dude, that is when you have, you to, to quote the Seinfeld show, you are master of your domain, that you can literally be running this criminal enterprise, okay? And you're living next door to a banker, who is also running a criminal enterprise, but his is on the legal side of stealing. So he gets to drive down the street wearing a top hat with the Cruella DeVille fucking long thing with the, with the cigarette, right? And just driving down the fucking street. And one of those, you know, the ultimate I'm better than you limousine where the rich person is covered and the chauffeur has a windshield but no roof over him, so he has to be out in the elements getting a sunburn or getting rained on or whatever. <clears throat> there had to have been some sort of thing that you could put over the fucking driver. Um, and then the gangster next door had to just sit there knowing that he, was, he had more money in the walls than this fucking asshole had stuffed in his fucking bank account and just buy a more modest car. Probably not even live near the banker. And the smartest ones from the beginning were trying to go legit. Am I going to sneeze? God damn it. Why did I smoke a cigar last night? So, the smartest ones, yeah, they weren't trying to get further into, you know, breaking the law and that shit. They were trying to gradually go legit. And I heard like rumors that there's a couple, there's like one major bank and I'm going to go Scorsese here and I'm going to change the name and not, you know, like when he says, uh, when you watch Casino, he's always going to our friends in Kansas City because he didn't want to get in trouble with the mob in uh, a certain major city that maybe doesn't get the respect it deserves all the time. Um, yeah, this major bank evidently is, was started by the mob. Because they were like, why the fuck are we over here, you know, loan sharking? And when people don't pay us, we got to go out and break their legs and do all of this shit and worry that they're going to go to the cops. 
Why don't we get on the legal side of loan sharking and just become a legitimate bank? And then if somebody defaults, our enforcers are now the police and they can come over there and kick everybody out and put their fucking couch on the sidewalk and we'll get some other suckers in there, right? And that's the way it was. 2021. So, um, anyway, but I haven't said all of that. Like, um, yeah, so they had these things, these company cars, basically is, is this Instagram account that I started following. I mean, the picture was a 1977 Lincoln Continental. Okay, now who the fuck is paying attention to that car? All right. But I remember when I was a kid, I remember those cars. And I remember when I saw somebody driving a Lincoln Continental or a Cadillac, that meant one thing. You were rich. Your wife stayed at home. The meal was being taken out of the oven as you pulled into the driveway. Your children were afraid of you. You were probably banging your secretary. I mean, it was status. I remember when I was a real, really little kid, the guy across the street always had a company car, and every year or two, he'd get a new Lincoln Continental. And I remember in the early 70s, that's how old I am, I remember when he pulled in and he put the brakes on when he got to the top of his driveway, his parking spot, he had a green Continental, and... It had like, you know, the brake lights and then it had extra brake lights up near, right underneath the lower windshield, the the lower part of the rear, um, the fuck, the rear window, Jesus Christ, someone said the rear windshield, the rear window. And I remember just thinking like, wow, my dad has two brake lights. That guy has four brake lights. Everybody in this neighborhood has two brake lights, but that guy has four. That guy is the most successful man in the world. <laughs> I mean, Jesus, where are those perks? Does that, do those perks exist anymore? That you get a company car? Actually, what am I talking about? The gap between, you know, they pretty much destroyed the fucking middle class. You probably get your own goddamn yacht. Um, <clears throat> anyway, I want to thank everyone that came out to the Terrace Theater this weekend, um, that place will always be, um, you know, that's Richard Pryor's place, man. That is his stage. And uh, I got to tell you, the first night I went out there, like I really thought about that special a lot. I was having a great time. And um, I just couldn't believe that I was walking that same place. And if you ever see that, that um, special, I brought this up in the last podcast. Uh, how it was, uh, I always forget who the fuck opened for him. It wasn't Gladys Knight. It was somebody else. Began with a G. I forget. But um, they had done a set and they got off stage and he just wanted to go out. And they're like, oh, people aren't in their seats yet. And he goes, no, man, I got to go now. I got to go now. And you watch me in that his special. He just walks out on stage and when he takes the mic out of the mic stand, the spotlight isn't even on yet. And he just picks it out. He's like, hello, how you doing? And he's just waving at people. What's going on? 
<laughs> and then the spotlight comes on and people are taking their seats and he's just fucking with the crowd like he's hosting his own show, like special or something like that. Um, but I don't know, I want to thank everyone that came out and I had such a good time. A lot of friends came out and hung out afterwards, man. It was great. Um, so with that, let's read some of the advertising here for, for this week. Oh, look who it is, everybody. It's old Zip. You know, according to Forbes, gyms, nail salons, hotels, mom and pop stores, and more are set to go on an epic hiring spree in the coming months to meet the pent-up demand for all those services. Oh, this, are they going to stop uh, sending people checks for not wearing masks? <laughs> for being independent thinkers. Talk about any business that you are especially excited to return to or that you've already returned to. I want to go to the movies. I want to go see that new James Bond. Um, all of these businesses reopening means that millions of jobs will need to be filled. So where do these businesses turn to fill these roles fast? Oh, zip. Kurt. Uh, right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Burr. When you post a job on ZipRecruiter, they, you, you know, they send your job to over 100 top job sites, giving you access to their network of millions of job seekers. ZipRecruiter's matching technology scans resumes to find qualified candidates for your open roles and proactively presents them to you. You can easily review recommended candidates and invite your top choices to apply for your job, which encourages them to apply faster. According to Zip, internal data, jobs where employers invite candidates to apply get two and a half times more candidates. Get two and a half times more candidates. Zip Recruiter's technology is so effective that four out of five Employers who post on Zip get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash Burr, B-U-R-R. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Burr. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Burr. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Um, I don't know what that read's called. We're just like, you know. That's the what the fuck read. You know, what the fuck? Zip recruiter. The smartest way to hire. The fuck are you waiting for? But do 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 me undies, me undies, whiplash fucking weather. Do 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 me undies, me undies, they even make them in leather. If you piss or take a shit, it'll fucking catch it. On your taint, whiplash weather between your ass and your balls. Um, because you, I don't know, took a fucking laxative. I don't know why I was thinking. I was trying to combine whiplash with fucking underwear. And I don't know. Sorry about that. Sorry, MeUndies. Sorry for anybody who makes undergarments. MeUndies, are you ready for mashed potato season? AKA turkey with gravy and cranberry sauce season? Jesus, that's whip, whiplash food. Oh, Bill, gross. AKA every kind of pie and more season? MeUndies is here with the softest and stretchiest undies in the game, so you can be ready for seconds and thirds. <laughs> you won't even notice you're putting on weight. 
MeUndies believes that comfort is more than what's touching your skin. It's about feeling comfortable in your skin, even post-Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. You don't want your underwear nagging you. You know what you did. <clears throat> That's like when you fuck up and then somebody said, well, what'd you do that for? That wasn't very smart. I know! You don't need your underwear nagging you. With adventurous prints to choose from plenty of ways to match everyone in the family, giving your gratitude some attitude this Thanksgiving season with MeUndies. Now, what do you have? Do you have little Thanksgiving vignettes on the underwear? Are they, are they progressive? Or are the old school history of what we say that holiday's about? They have undies and loungewear made out of soft, breathable, stretchy fabrics that are perfect for everything from pre-dinner activities to post-dinner naps. Seriously, you won't even care if the turkey is a little dry. Yes, you will. With undies this comfortable. Now, okay, now I don't mind when, it, when, when a company talks shit, but if there's dry turkey, yeah, that ain't happening. Available in sizes extra small through 4XL in tons of styles, prints, and fabrics, MeUndies has a little something for everyone at the table. MeUndies has a great offer for my listeners. For any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off and free shipping. MeUndies also has a promise. If you're not satisfied with any product for any reason, you can return it. You can return. You can return. Get all tongue-tied there. You can return your order for a full refund within 45 days. To get 15% off your first order of free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash Burr. That's MeUndies.com slash Burr. Oh, look who it is, everybody. It's Simply Safe. You know, there's big news from my favorite home security company. I know, and you can also start your own varmint reality show with Simply Safe. Simply Safe just launched their new wireless outdoor security camera. That's right, Simply Safe, the best system that the U.S that U.S. News and World Report names best home security system of 2021 just got even better. This brand new outdoor security camera is engineered with all the advanced technology and security features you want and need to help keep you and your family safe. It has an ultra-wide, 140-degree field of view so you can keep watch over your entire yard. It has, uh, it has 1080, 108 Zero PHD resolution with eight times zoom. That means you can zoom in clearly, see things like faces, license plates, paw prints to capture uh, critical evidence. It has a built-in spotlight with color night vision so you can keep an eye on what's going on at night. It's super simple to set up and usually just takes minutes. And it has easy to remove recharge, rechargeable battery so it doesn't need an outlet and can go anywhere on your property. Uh, this home security this camera has its has has it all, sorry, and it integrates with your Simply Safe home security system, extending its protection to the outside. Together it means every door, window, and room are protected, and now your property will be too. To learn more about the exciting new Simply Safe wireless outdoor security camera, visit simplysafe.com slash burr. S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E. Um, what's more, Simply Safe is celebrating this new camera by offering 20% off your entire new system and your first month of monitoring service free when you enroll in interactive monitoring. Again, that's simplysafe.com slash burr. Hang on. Why? I'm done with these things. I'm fucking throwing them out. That's it. I've had it. I fucking had it. All right. Liquid four. You know, discuss parts of your daily routine that you think are critical to your well-being, like workouts, yoga, meditation, etc. Backbends, baby. Uh, 
Back bends are the biggest fucking thing. Nobody bends that way. Everybody bends the other way, right? Everybody touches their toes and fucking, you know, little twisties of the back. Nobody goes the other way and your psoas gets super fucking tight, right? Your shoulders roll in. You become internally rotated like you're trying to hug a ghost. And what, what is this guy holding on to? Well, he's been holding on to his fucking steering wheel for the last 40 years and never did a back bend. You got to do a back bend, but be careful, all right? I'm not a workout person. I'm not a guru. Um, like workouts, yoga, meditation, etc. Okay. Talk about how they help jumpstart your day, clear headspace, give you energy, etc. Cooler weather makes it easier to miss signs of dehydration um, or overheating or perspiration, which means even more important uh, to keep your body, which means it's even more important to keep your body properly hydrated. Flu season is in full swing. Proper hydration and vitamins can help support a strong immune system. Making hydrate, hydration a priority helps keep us healthier on a day-to-day basis and fuels us to be our, high, our highest potential. Our, liquid, our stick of liquid four, or IV, sorry, in 16 ounces of water, hydrates faster and more efficiently than water alone. Shit, I need this stuff. Not only that, but the product tastes great with flavors like watermelon, strawberry, and lemon and lime. Are you going to be enjoying a few extra drinks now that the holidays are approaching? This is what you need. Liquid 4 hydrates faster and more efficiently than water alone. Made with clean ingredients, non-GMO, vegan, and free of gluten, dairy, and soy. What makes Liquid 4 so effective? Cellular transport technology. The optimal ratio of glucose, sodium, and potassium delivers water and nutrients into the bloodstream. Liquid 4 is on a mission to change the world. The company is donating 4 million servings in response to COVID-19. Products are being donated to hospitals, first responders, food banks, veterans, and active military. Liquid IV, I keep saying 4. Liquid ID has donated over 11 million, million servings globally. Grab your Liquid IV flavors nationwide at Walmart, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code BURR at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you get better hydration today using promo code BURR at liquidiv.com. Well, there you go. Conspiracy theorists are going to be all over that one, huh? I don't know about that, man. We ain't taking the vaccine, and now they got this liquid IV at fucking Walmart. Seems like they're trying to inoculate the rest of us. Um, response to last week's who wants hot, uh, oh, to the girl who wants a hot boyfriend. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Billy Nutsack Brains. You had a lady listener write in about being a six or something around that and wanting to be with a guy that's a 10. Being a lady listener and rate my looks as a four. Hey, welcome to my world. While my younger, hotter husband is a nine, I felt the need to write in. Girl, it's no different for us as it is for men who date hotter partners. It's easier. It's either you are a sugar mama or got confidence through the roof. Guys are not going to run after you like they do the nines or tens. But if you play the long game like the funny, ugly guys do, you will bag a 10. What do I mean by this? Don't act so thirsty for attention when you are out with your much hotter looking girlfriends. Be the comic relief and not in a self-deprecating way. Do it in a I'm smarter and wiser than everyone. Look at this. Yeah, like I'd make a great mother. These whores will fucking blow you 
in the parking lot. That's all they're good for. Why are they whores? Because they're better looking? Because you're jealous, Bill? Okay, maybe. Guys are just as attracted to confidence as women are. It just doesn't happen right away because they are slow and take a while to see it. You know, just when I thought you were going to compliment men. Um, no, it's because we're, we're fucking visually, we're, we're wired that way. All right? And uh, yeah, we get taken to the cleaners because of that. Lastly, get your own damn interests and focus on you. As women, we get told all kinds of fucked up shit like you'll never get a husband acting like that. Exactly. Or this will make men like, like you if you stay skinny or dress this way or whatever. Fuck everyone and do you and you will get your 10. The, right there. Exactly. This is what I'm waiting for every fucking feminist out there to do. To stop fucking blaming guys. Like that's all empowering shit. That's like, I, that's the, what you just said for women out there is what I fucking tell young comics. Stop trying to write your fucking act so the industry notices you. Go out and do what the fuck you want to do. Go find your audience and let these cunts come to you. This is, I'm reading this shit. You're talking to women and I'm feeling uplifting. I'm going to go smoke a cigar. No. If all that fails, make a shit ton of money and men will want to be your trophy husband. <laughs> yeah, you don't want that. Go fuck yourself, chub. Chubby girl with a hot, younger husband. Well, there you go. All right. Oh, Jesus. Speaking of cigar smoking. Cigar smoking to pipe smoking. I got to go back to what this woman just wrote. I'm telling you. All right. Men and women can learn a lot from what she just said there. That is the secret to success. All right. Stop fucking thinking about what other... You go out and do what the fuck you want to do. You're not hurting anybody. Do what the fuck you want to do. Believe in yourself. All right? And stop walking around trying to find another fucking parent. You know, looking for everybody's goddamn approval. Just fucking relax. Figure it out. Baby steps each day. And next thing you know, you're up the fucking mountain. All right, cigar smoking to pipe smoking. Dear B for Vendetta. I don't know what that means. I'm a new listener. I know V for Vendetta. I am listening. I'm a new listener within the last two years. I am a South Jersey guy. Hey, how the fuck you doing? And most of my knowledge of you was your 2006 reprimand of the local Philly crowd. Was that that long ago? 15 years ago. I've really come to enjoy your podcast. <laughs> yeah, it'll grow on you if you keep listening. Um, I have a five-year-old son, and being an older parent can relate to a lot of the same things. I lean conservative, but I appreciate rational thought rather than party politics, myself included, something that Americans seem to have moved away from lately. I tend to lean left, but like, yeah, if something makes sense to me, I don't give a shit what color the tie is that's telling it to me. So... um, what is he says, I'm an occasional cigar smoker, but really love briar pipes and tobacco. Aside from looking like an old man, it's a great way to sit back and relax and force yourself to slow down. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> but then you have a never ending cold. Uh, I'm not sure if you're ever, if you ever considered pipe smoking. I tried it. I can't keep it going. There's an art to it that I couldn't figure out. And then I was like, do I really want to figure this out? Um, cause both my grandfathers, uh, smoked pipes and, uh, it was funny. They would just bust that thing out. You know, we'd be walking around Faneuil Hall when they were in town 
My grandmother would go in, you know, with my mom or something to go look at clothes or something. And he would just stand outside, you know, find a bench, just pop a little tobacco in. He would just sit there huffing on it. It was great. It smelled amazing, too. <clears throat> there are hundreds of tobacco blends, both aromatic and non. Uh, lots of taste to explore. Collecting the different styles of pipes is a lot of fun as well. But again, socially, society ranks tobacco smoking just below apartheid in terms of offensiveness. All the best to you. Yeah, I, um, yeah, it looks cool as hell to me and shit like that. But like, I just have to stop. I'm not going to throw my cigars out. I'm just going to bring them down to the comedy store and get a bunch of other people hooked on them. That's a stupid thing. I should just throw them out. I don't know, but I'm getting rid of them. That's it. I'm done. Done. Fuck you. See you later. All right. Hitler's Pope in Saratoga. <clears throat> Dear Billy the Brick, longtime listener, first time writing in, was at the Garden Show, the real one, uh, plus MGM in D.C., um, I don't know what the real one means. Uh, the TD Bank North Garden? I mean, that's, I mean, the Boston Garden was the real garden. That's where the most championships were won. All right, don't get it fucking confused. There was 21 championships won there. 16 NBA titles and five Stanley Cups. Okay? I don't know what happened in, in your garden. If you're, if you're trying to talk sports, you know, or you're trying to talk about respect. It's just like, it's just location. It's in Manhattan and everybody wants to fucking live there. I guess that that's what it is. Because it's certainly not because of the success of those two sorry ass franchises. that are, Okay. Going to the show in Saratoga Springs this August. Couldn't believe it when I saw that place on your tour. Yes, sir. <clears throat> if you've never been, it's a beautiful place. A true oasis for Deegan. Horse racing fans like me, D-E-G-E-N. I don't know what that means. Uh, you Wait, well, let's look it up. Let's see if that's a, a, a spelling error. Or if that's, okay, Deegan. Horse racing, that's not coming up at all. Inside nature's giants, racehorses. I see just a big rack of ribs. What's that, a fucking glue factory? All right, I don't know what you were trying to say there. Um, you're going at the peak of racing season two. Fun town with a bunch of bars and history. And if you have time to go to the races, it's a great experience filled with beautiful ladies, beautiful women. It's uh, the one horse track where you don't feel like a complete degenerate, but rather a high-class gent transported back into the roaring 20s. Well, what about uh, Churchill Downs? That's how I felt when I went there. Um, a lot of, you know, when you go to horse racing, I just felt like when you went to the Kentucky Derby, there was a lot of people like dressing the part of a degenerate gambler. <laughs> and it was actual, like, I probably think like the Kentucky Derby is like St. Patrick's Day for alcoholics. Like, man, I'm just going to stay home and drink. I ain't going down there with all those fucking yahoos. You know, they don't know how to spend their college, their kids' college education. They're doing it ironically. Um, I recommend Old Brian's Inn for a meal. Cool little stone tavern with great food. Building is from 1773. And the rumor is that George Washington himself and Alex Hamilton. Oh, you're in a f sort of fucking um, familiar 
relationship with this guy? You mean Alexander Hamilton? Stayed there while surveying battlefields. That's just a rumor. That means they didn't stay there. Uh, really write, writing in, though, to discuss Hitler's Pope, Eugenio Pacelli, Pius Twelfth, and the Vatican position during World War II, as you were talking about it on the 1018 podcast. Oh, yeah, they kind of were... Uh, I don't know. I think they, they kind of were in the middle <clears throat> and sort of probably rooting for the Germans because they were going to try to put a religion out of business. And that's the business they were in, right? Super interesting topic. And one that I actually wrote a massive paper on way back in college that I got an A for. Yeah, yeah, look at me, a history major in college. Why? I don't really know, but it was fun at the time, especially being high during lectures. Um, anyway, my stance ended up being that he actually did all he could to help the Jewish people and just treaded carefully around the Nazis. I mean, imagine being smack dab in the middle of Italy, not only surrounded by crazy Mussolini, but you've got a front row seat to watch the Nazis steamroll through the continental, through continental Europe in months with dive bombing planes, monster tanks, and methed out superhuman soldiers. Yeah, I mean, people choose their own survival, yeah. He did a lot for the Jewish people. Look at this. Included secretly sheltering Jews in various churches, libraries, and monasteries held by the Catholic Church. Well, then why didn't they give the gold back? Why did Jewish people have to knock on the door and be like, I believe you got something that belongs to us? Uh, well, approximately 80% of the Jews in Europe perished. 80%? Oh, my God. During World War II, 85% of Italians, 40,000 Jews were saved. It's reported no fewer than 3,000 Jews were hidden away at Castel Gandolfo, the Pope's summer residence. Uh, well, all right. Look at that. That's once a good thing for my religion. Who knew? Didn't want to send the whole paper as an attachment, but here is, was my closing paragraph from it that illustrates my position. Well, where did you get this information? Is this from the Vatican trying to rewrite their history, or is this true? I have no idea. But you're the history major. We'll see. Overall, well, the argument can be made that Pius XII, in calling him Hitler's Pope, there is simply too much evidence that suggests otherwise. Well, then how the fuck did he get that fucking nickname? The Reich Konkordat he made with Hitler was done to protect the Catholic Church and prevent the violence that Hitler would have taken out against German Roman Catholics had Pius XII condemned Nazi Germany. Uh, and Gino Pacelli never spoke out in defense of the Jews during the Holocaust because he knew it would only lead to more innocent deaths. He also, yes, yeah, it's like fucking cancel culture. Really, Bill? You really gonna get, oh, sorry. He also never needed the publicity to defend the Jews because... He never needed publicly, sorry, to defend the Jews because he was secretly protecting them the whole time under Hitler's nose. Perhaps the best way to defend Pius XII's action during the Third Reich is found in a speech made by Albert Einstein. Albert Einstein, a Jew, ironically ended the war that Hitler started with his creation of the nuclear bomb. Only the Catholic Church stood squarely across the path of Hitler's campaign for suppressing the truth. I never had any special interest in the church before, but now I feel great affection and admiration because the church alone has had the courage and, pers and persistence to stand for intellectual truth and moral freedom. I am forced thus to confess 
that what I once despised, I now praise unservedly. Well, he also didn't know that they were raping kids either. <laughs> there's, a lot of, there's a lot of angles to this. <clears throat> if one of the more brilliant men uh, in human history, not to mention a man of Jewish faith, said about, said about the Catholic Church uh, led by Pius XII, then how could anyone argue otherwise? Oh, they can't. Believe me, I have follow-up emails coming in, I bet. Uh, and Gino Pacelli, or, or Pius XII, was not Hitler's pope or an anti-Semite, but a man who came into power during the darkest days in human history and navigated through Hitler's Nazi regime with prudence, morality, and genuine concern for the Jewish race. Well, I hope all of that's true. Um, keep up the great work on all fronts. Your podcast is a great way to end the workday twice a week, and I find many of your takes insightful, layered, and most important, helpful. Look at that. Would you look at that? I do matter. I am doing nice things. <laughs> oh. I fucking picked four fucking games last week against the spread. And once again, I'm 3-0 and going into the final fucking game. The goddamn 49ers. Fuck me. Just fuck me. I don't know what I don't know what the deal was. I don't know what those fucking corners were doing in the first half. Getting all confused on a little fucking uh, little razzle dazzle behind the line. Um, how to ask out a bank teller. Dear Billy Balding Balls. <laughs> Come on, guys. Can't you be a little nicer to me, man? It's it's the holiday. It's the holiday season. A dooby dooby doo. first I'd like to say that I recently discovered your podcast a few months ago and have been tuning in every every week. Dude, this is what the guy writes. First of all, I'm going to read exactly what he wrote. First, I'd like to say that I recently discovered your podcast a few months ago and have tuning every week since then. I enjoy listening to you rant when I'm at work. I don't feel like I'm ranting. Dude, ranting is short for ranting and raving. I mean, I got a little fucking upset about global warming, whiplash weather, climate change, but I mean, you know, I swear to God, you, are you, I don't know, maybe that's why I'm so fucked up because your guys' idea of yelling is me just, you know, making a point. Um, but getting to the point, I'm 18 years old and started working out this summer and things have been going well. That's great. I've gained some weight, can visibly see the change in my body. With that being said, when I still have my shirt on, I still look relatively skinny. Dude, that's great. You, you, you know, someday in the future, you're going to wish you were still wiry and skinny. Um, I say all that to say that women don't line up, line up to be with me. Dude, you're only 18. You're already going to talk yourself out of the game. There's this cute lady who looks around my age who works at a bank that I see every week. And we've had a few good conversations. I'd like to know your advice on how to ask her out without being awkward or embarrassing her in front of her coworkers. Thanks and much love from Arkansas. All right, you go in there with this ski mask. Freak her out like you're going to rob her. And then when she reads the note, you're just asking for her number. I mean, that's one of the easiest ones ever. Um, I would, uh, yeah, I'd slip her a note right under the thing. Who gives a fuck? You're making your deposit and everything. Oh, you just, oh, I got one more transaction or something like that. Whatever, you just fucking write it out. Either ask for her number or give her your number. 
well, I don't know what. If you give, ask for her fucking number. I've been out of the game for a while, man. If you give her the number, then she has to write hers down. Do they pick it up on the security camera? Um, but I really think you got to write something down because you don't want to be trying to yell through that bulletproof glass. You know? Do you have a boyfriend? You know? <laughs> you don't want to sit out in the parking lot and wait for her to come out on her lunch break because that'll freak her out. I think you just, you know, let's see, what did you say? Cute lady, rum age, where you've even had a few good conversations. <laughs> I was just picturing you asked for a number and she says no. And just listening to you scream whore from the other side of that bulletproof glass. But it also is, it's Arkansas. Is there even any glass there because everybody's packing? Good, take your gun out. I'd like to see you try. Um, yeah, how to ask her out without it being awkward or embarrassing in front of her. Um, I will be honest with you. The awkwardness and the embarrassing is just all how you carry yourself. You know, who gives a shit? You like her. You're telling her you like her. You think she's attractive and you want to take her out. It's flattering. All right? Get up to bat and take a swing. But I think I would definitely, I think I would write something down. You know? How would you do that, man? That bulletproof glass is a real fucking barrier. I mean, you don't want to, like, turn your head sideways and try to yell through where you put the money. <laughs> you just want to deal with boyfriend. Oh, you do? Oh, okay, I'm sorry. All right. Can you put 50 on my checking account? I'm not going to make eye contact for the rest of this. No, I, I would just write down on like a deposit slip. You know, or something like that. I don't know. I guess, I don't know. That's a tough one. That's a tough one for me. All right. I'm feeling like shit. I'm going to tap on it. I'm going to make excuses here. I, but I definitely think, I think I would write something down. I would just ask for a number. I'd write it on like a fucking deposit slip. No. Withdrawal. You write it on the withdrawal. You're making withdrawal. <laughs> You're taking her out of the bank. If it's a deposit, it's only going to go one way. It's going to go on the other side of that glass and nothing's coming back. Okay, you, okay for the, you, you need the mojo here. You got to ask for her. You ask for her number on a withdrawal slip. There you go. Final answer. I'd phone a friend, but I don't have any. All right, that's it. I got to go fucking finish writing this goddamn, punching up this script. Um, if you're in California, try to stay dry today. Don't stand in front of a big dry dirt hill because you might get washed away with all the mud. All right, that is it. Um, go fuck yourselves and I'll check in on you on Thursday. Maybe I'll do some shows this week and I'll just hand out cigars like I had another baby or something. That's it. And that's not, you know, it's not like I'm, I'm fucking trying to give you a little hint here. All right, I'm not. There's no gossip. All right. Okay, I'll see you.